welcome to Wellness Your Way. I'm your host, Megan Lyons, and I've helped thousands of people find their own way to wellness. Wellness Your Way is an extension of that work, aimed to help you find your unique path to feeling your very best. Each week, we'll go through tactical strategies you can use to improve your health, happiness, and quality of life. So grab a mug of tea or lace up your walking shoes. We're about to dive in. Welcome back to a special episode of Wellness Your Way, my friends. I could not be more excited for you to hear from two outstanding guests today. Both of the women you're about to hear from have participated in multiple Lion Share programs over the past several years, and they've gone from quote, normal healthy people working on their health, but not feeling uh, like they had the direction and the empowerment and the positivity and the vibrancy that they needed to now where you'll hear they feel great. They feel uh, focused. They feel empowered. They feel so much better. They're going to share some of their best tips and tricks with you. Everything from, actually both of them mention a drink. It's different drinks, but drinks that change their lives. Uh, tricks to eat more vegetables, tips to keep their kids healthy. Both of these women have kids, uh, and you're going to learn so much from them. The first guest you'll hear from is Victoria Pagan-Wolpert, who is a professor of classics at the University of Florida, where her most popular course is on conspiracy theory, both ancient and modern. She's written over two dozen articles, five books, and two edited collections on topics in Latin literature and Roman history. Wow. To counterbalance all of that time in the library, she's an avid runner and a lover of vegetables. And after Victoria, you will hear from Junie Abraham, who is a first-generation Indian-American. She worked just like I did in the management consulting world out of college and currently loves working in the human resource technology department of a global organization that prioritizes giving back to the community and the globe and really does a great job of prioritizing their employees' well-being. She lives in Dallas like I do, and she is married with three children Exercise has always been something that's important to Junie, as you'll hear, but her commitment to her overall health is relatively new for her. So you are in for treats for both of these women, and they will both mention the latest and greatest Lion Share program called Revitalize, which as you've heard by now, is an all-encompassing wellness program that takes you through all of the key 12 pillars to health in a, an actionable, a sustainable, an empowering, a positive way, gives you all the community support you will need, all the resources, handouts, tracking sheets, one-to-one accountability. You have twice-weekly live coaching calls, mindset videos. I mean, I could go on and on, but I won't because I want to get you into these two incredible interviews. What I will say is that if they pique your interest or if your interest has been piqued otherwise, head on over to thelionshare.org slash revitalize, T-H-E-L-Y-O-N-S-S-H-A-R-E dot org slash revitalize. You'll have all the information you need there, and you can sign up for a call to chat with me free just to see if the program is uh, fit for you and make sure that this is going to be 
the last health program you'll ever need. All right, it's time to get into these amazing interviews. Enjoy Victoria and Junie. Here's to a great week. Well, thank you so much again, Victoria, for being here on the Wellness Your Way podcast. I am truly so grateful to have some of your time and your energy and your expertise. And I know our audience will love you just as much as I do. Thank you so much. It's a thrill to be here. Wonderful. Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your health journey? Well, I... So my health journey, I like to date date the starting point of it all the way back to 1965. Okay. And I do that because if there's anything I've learned, it's that health is about the whole picture. And, yes. and the whole picture, my health journey really is my whole life. Mm. And if I were to date it back to like 2009, when I returned to running or what 1983, when I was running a certain way, like it doesn't account for the wholeness that is my health. And so today my health is about the whole person that I am. And I also think it's important in terms of like accepting yourself to say, okay, my journey has been going on the whole the whole time, the whole course of my life. And so I really, I'm really glad you asked that question. Like, tell me about your health journey, because I'm keen to, um, to have people think about it being the entirety of your life and that there shouldn't be a part of your life that you don't want to accept. Um, because honestly, every day that led up to the day that I met you, which I think was in 2016, still brought me to that point. And maybe I wouldn't have met you if I hadn't taken that particular journey. So it's all the health journey has been going on for about 56 years. <laughs> oh, I so very much love that answer. You know, I'm right on your page of non judgment of the past and and not wishing that anything didn't happen this way, but accepting that all parts of your journey were worth it and were meaningful and led you to where you are now, which is in a a wonderful, healthy place uh, from my perspective. So could you tell the audience what's one thing you're really proud of accomplishing for your health? Yeah, there's, can I make it two? Because the, of the, course. the first answer, it sounds really vain, but I'll, I'll own it. And I am proud that I could probably pass for a couple years, looking a couple years younger than I am. So um, getting back some youthfulness in terms of like, you know, skin and hair and you know, flexibility and mobility and all that kind of stuff. I'm pretty proud of that. And um, actually another thing I've learned working with you is that you, it's okay to own your celebrations. Yes. Like that's, that's actually okay. So I should do that. But the other thing I am really proud of is um, that I have found ways to share what I know with other people. And so I always talk about the Lions Share Wellness Program and tell people the most important word in that phrase is share. Mm -hmm. And that I always say for Megan, Lions Share is a noun, but for me, it's a verb. Like 
the, all that we learn and do together has so much more meaning if you can share it with someone else. Mm. I very much love both of those. We will put on uh, the podcast art a beautiful, strong photo of Victoria as a professor. Uh, And so everyone can see how youthful and radiant she looks. And I know firsthand that she does share it very, very well. She's an excellent example of living her healthy truth in all of the group programs that she's been a part of. She shares with her family, which is a big challenge uh, for some of us to share with our families. And you do that very well. So I love those two celebrations. Bravo. Uh, so on the on the flip side of the coin, which is both sides are good, both sides of the coin are wonderful. We all have health struggles. What has been one thing that you've worked on or are working on uh, to overcome? Yeah, I have three, and they're sugar, Great. sugar, and sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like me. <laughs> um, so uh, I grew up ingesting a lot of sugar. And so for a long time, I think, and then even as I got older, even into my thirties, and in fact, it was kind of a little joke among like friends of my kids. When I would go to a birthday party, my daughter actually doesn't like birthday cake. So whenever they would serve the birthday cake and she's like, Oh no, I don't want any birthday cake. I was like, I'll eat that. So I would always like, I'd be the mom with two pieces of birthday cake on the plate and stuff like that. And so it, it's been since working with you and, um, you know, taking apple cider vinegar every morning and really being conscious about it, but also thinking about sugar in much broader terms, not just what it does to my body, but what sugar really means to our society, to our environment, what kinds of companies are loading sugar into things. And and then when I start thinking about it um, from like a more socially responsible standpoint, it's kind of not hard to turn my back on it. So I still dearly love sweet things, but I try to tame it by having a little orange at the end of dinner or a baked apple or something like that. But sugar is sugar really is all, I think it's always going to be a a struggle for me. Yeah. And you and I both know that if we're giving into that struggle more often, if we are having the two pieces of cake, or in my case, the 12 pieces of chocolate or whatever, then we appreciate even the taste much less versus now you appreciate that orange or that baked apple as something that's truly sweet, which you might not have in the past. Yeah. And there's been times I once went about, I want to say at least 45 days without sugar and, and it, your taste buds, one's taste buds can totally recover so that I remember eating squash. I had some squash and I was like, wow, this stuff is sweet. Or I'd eat some carrots and I'd be like, dang, these carrots are sweet. And you don't notice that if you're constantly dulling your taste buds with raw sugar or, you know, um, added sugars. So it's, it's very real. And it's, I know it's hard in our society because it's absolutely everywhere, but you know, a person can celebrate just that small, like, 
that small choice and celebrate it. And every little choice that you make adds up. Oh, absolutely. I really like your lens of social responsibility there. It is such a giant problem that sometimes I feel, even in my profession, I feel like I'll never be able to make a dent in the societal problems we have. But you're right, just living by example and not supporting those companies that are putting junk in their food and things like that, that is a way to make a dent in the problem. Yeah, my um, my abuela had a saying, she said, the health of the family begins in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Well, in her world, you know, food was brought in from the fields and so forth. So I've taken it one step further. I feel like the health of the family begins in the grocery store. Yes. And if I don't put it in the cart, then it mm-hmm. doesn't get home. And so if my kids want soda, they actually have to get in the car and go buy it themselves. And they're not going to do that. So um, in terms of sugar, it if you cannot bring it into the house, then you're far less likely to consume it. Absolutely. That's a great health tip right there. So I hope people listening are writing that down or taking note. I wonder if you have one or two other health tips that you could share. Um, I think one of the things that since I met you just categorically transformed my life was drinking the apple cider vinegar every morning. So I started doing it a little reluctantly. And now I've Mm -hmm. done it, I think every day for like five years or something. Wow! And the thing about it is that while it has all of its own benefits that I know you've talked about on other podcasts, and you have some really good information out there for people to read about what an amazing supplement it is. But the sort of the bigger takeaway was that, wow, I can actually do something that takes like, 30 seconds every morning makes me feel good. It started me on like this, um, this um, positive feedback loop. Yes. So it was like just one, it's like, you're kidding. That's such a simple thing. It's like almost mindless, but then it becomes this habit. And then I was able to add to it other habits. Yes. So it was, it was like, and so for other people, it might be a different habit, you know, But there's always that one little catalyst, like the beginning of the snowball, you know, the one snowflake that's going to be the one that just starts the whole snowball rolling. And so for me, it was apple cider vinegar. I would say the other thing, though, um, so I think of it in terms of like water and air, like we all need water. So water and air. And so breathing has really been become really important in the last couple of years. Just Mm. take a deep breath. Boy, is that an amazing health trick all on its own. Yes. Oh, I took a deep breath when you were speaking that and I already feel better. So thank you for sharing those two. We'll link in the show notes to an article about the blog post that I wrote about the benefits of apple cider vinegar. And I'll share a tip that you shared with me, Victoria, which in our revitalized group, someone said, I'm traveling, I can't bring it. And I said, oh, just take the capsules. They're not as great, but it's better than nothing. And Victoria said, I just go buy it. As soon as I touch ground, wherever I'm going, I just buy apple cider vinegar. You can find it anywhere. So next trip, I am inspired. I will do the same. 
It's actually kind of fun because I, before I take a trip, I Google around the area and I have found some really cool, like natural food stores, um, within like walking distance of where I'm staying, or even if it's not, it helps you like find a different part of the place that you're visiting. And then, um, obviously I don't finish it. Right. So I leave it on the counter in the, like in the hotel or something with a little note and maybe pass it along. Cause you can't take it with you sometimes. Um, that's so wonderful. So, yeah. So I will maybe absolutely be there using it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. What a gift to, uh, the wonderful people who are cleaning our rooms after we leave. That's great. So you did not mention in your couple of health tips yet your love of vegetables, but I know that your love rivals mine. You consume so many vegetables and a variety of vegetables as well. So for people out there who are hesitant, they don't quite believe me yet, can you talk to us about why you like vegetables, what they do for you, how you learn to like them, anything vegetable related? I love that question because you're, you have all, our listeners can come to you for all of the nutritional reasons why. And I, I'm told that's yes, everything. Yes. But I'd like to add this. When I first started thinking about consuming more vegetables, okay. I had this like existential moment where I realized that all of the, like I wanted energy. We all want to feel energized. Okay. Where does energy really, really come from? If you dial it back, it comes from one source, the sun. Okay. So the sun has all the energy and I want some of the energy, but the only thing on planet earth that can convert solar energy into something I can use is a little process called photosynthesis that can only happen in something green and leafy. And so all of a sudden my little brain, I was like, wait a minute, if I eat a green leafy vegetable, that's as close as I can come to eating like pure solar energy. Right. And it was like, it, then it got like really exciting. And I thought, that's so cool. So then I got into like, so you get all your vegetables, right? But then if you think about root vegetables, like imagine pulling a carrot or a beet out of the ground. It's like, it's like as close as you can come to the soil. But then the, the tops of turnips or the tops of kohlrabi or, you know, all those greens, like all of a sudden I was like crazy wanting to eat these pure sources of energy. It just felt like, like vegetables are this amazingly pure source of energy. Now fruit is good too, but fruit isn't the green leafy part. So fruit is awesome. But if you really want to taste the sun, you know, if you really want to get fully energized, like, like a star in the solar system, just eat something green. It seems so simple. Oh, well, you make it simple. Leave it to you, a professor, to make a very complicated concept into something that we can all understand. So thank you for that. And I think people are dying to know, did it work? Did the concept work? Did you get more energy? Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, definitely more energy. Yeah, I um, more vegetables is more energy in, in all kinds of ways. Um, yes. 
less brain fog and yes. better digestion and just a better kind of zippiness throughout the yes. day. And, um, not, um, it helps avoid those, um, sugar highs and crashes yes. and stuff. But I think living in Florida where we see the sun so much and mm. sunshine is like such a big part of our lives and like sometimes big beams of sunshine will come through and there's just something about eating a green leafy vegetable that makes me feel like I could just latch onto that energy and, and take it. So I think part of it might be because I live in a place with so much sunshine that that gets me to eat vegetables. I would say though, if a person is looking for um, some more like concrete ways to build vegetables in, here's a tip. Don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. Here's a plan. I lay out a piece of uh, tin foil, chop up whatever vegetable, I don't care what it is, like okra, broccoli, kohlrabi, carrots, whatever olive oil, salt and pepper, throw it in the oven for 400, 400 degrees until it starts to smell really good. Yes. Pull it out. And you know what? Don't even bother to put it on a plate. Treat yourself to those little pieces that have like the little crispiness on them. Oh, the best. And then before you know it, you're like, oh, I like vegetables. Like, so don't overthink it. Just, just roast them. Thank you for that. I think anyone who sees my food prep will know I'm not a fancy chef, but if we can make it simple and healthy and tasty, I am all about it. And roasted vegetables, I share your love for those. That's a wonderful tip. Thank you. So your health journey, your whole entire journey was not in full force with teenagers in the house, but I know it's a, a special breed of difficult to have teenagers in the house whose health you care deeply about, but who you don't want to overly pressure uh, about their health. So can you talk to us about how you dealt with your children as children and as teenagers? Yeah, it's, it's a very um, tricky thing because you want to be careful not to project um ideas about body image Mm -hmm. and um, all of the value laden language that comes with food. Teenagers are really sensitive to that. And so um, I think almost more important than what my kids eat is how we talk about what they eat. So um, we talk about making choices And, um, you know, if you want that, that's fine, but here's also a choice, um, and really divesting their food intake from any value judgments, I think is at least as important, if not more important than shoveling vegetables into them. A thousand percent. I, so admire and respect that and hope people hear it, that their feelings and their mentality around their health is so much more important than eating one more vegetable. That's important too, but having a a balanced mentality coming from a supportive environment, that's the biggest gift you can give your children. So wonderful for that. And I know just watching you, they gleaned a lot of education and, and, 
uh, health tips from you? Yeah, that's the thing is that I have to believe that um, my mom used to say example isn't the best teacher. It's the only teacher. Ah. So um, I do know actually when our son went off to college and then comes in the reports, he's like, Oh mom, I really could use a vegetable. Now this kid would not have said that million years in our own home. But when, when he's out there in the real world, you know, they start to realize these things. And so it, it, if you're a parent, um, children of any age, what I would say is don't give up, just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. It At the very least, um, your children see you taking care of yourself. And that, I think, gives them a very deep sense of security that you can't trade for anything else. And so it's worth it to just make the vegetables, eat them, offer them. They don't want them fine, but they're here. Oh, so wonderful. So wonderfully said. Thank you for that. So you have been just such a tremendous addition to our Revitalize group, which is a program that we are now uh, into our third month of and your energy, your leading by example there has been so welcome. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience in Revitalize? So it's been, first of all, it's like three months, but I told my husband after the first day, I'm like, it was totally worth it if it was just the one day. It was, wow. It's like the most value-laden thing I think I've ever done. Um, I, what I enjoy about it, um, besides being in a group of, you know, like-minded people, but also people who are all these different stages of their health journeys, people who um, haven't had children yet, or people whose children are older than mine. And we're all, what you see is um, a real snapshot of real life and real people applying um, the wellness your way. So what's neat about Revitalize is you get to see that what works for what works for this person, what works for this person. And then you start to see that um, that wellness and health can be for absolutely everybody. And there's yes. no one size fits all. And that's that's awesome because then it empowers each one of us to find our own way. Um, I like the chance to really slow down and think things through really carefully. You can tell I'm a thinker. Yes. <laughs> trying to think things through. And so it's been really great to take the things that I've learned with you along the way since like, like I said, I think 2016 and, um, and re, you know, just think them through again. I want to say this, by the way, that the whole revitalized program makes me think, um, um, you know how, we're, we're talking about eating vegetables and that's something you have to do every day. It's not like you eat carrots on Monday and say, Oh, that's good. I don't have to eat carrots for the rest of the week, but yes. it's like that with every aspect of our health. So yes. when we talk about um, affirmations or goal setting or positive self-talk, it's not like you read one book and like, okay, now I'm all fixed. It, yes. it just doesn't work that way. In fact, you have to, every day do a little, you know, mm-hmm. take a little, eat a carrot and 
give yourself some positive self-talk. And so Revitalize has been a really great opportunity to um, think about the whole picture. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing. And what a powerful takeaway to end on for everyone that health is a journey. Victoria started with this saying her journey was her whole entire life, is still her whole entire life, and closed with the thought that we don't read a book. We don't just do one thing. We don't eat carrots once, but this is something we're working on every single day of our life. And when we can come to that acceptance and realization, it doesn't feel so much like a slog or a chore or I have to check this box and then I'm done. It feels like a challenge in a positive way. It can feel like an opportunity to make yourself feel as vibrant, as energized, as healthy as possible. I think you are such a wonderful example of that challenge. So thank you for sharing your experience here today. My pleasure. And it's just, it's always fun to spend time with you, Megan. And vice versa. Thanks for being a guest here on Wellness Your Way, Victoria. Thank you. Wow, that was so great. Thanks so much, Victoria, for sharing your insights and your wisdom. Now let's transition over to Junie, who will share even more tidbits of information that we can all use to improve our health and our lives. Well, thank you again, Junie, for coming on Wellness Your Way. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Can you start by telling the audience a little bit more about you? I've given you an intro before, uh, but go ahead and put it in your words. Sure. Um, So I am Sarah Abraham. Um, Junie is my nickname that I go by with all of my friends. Um, 46, um, married, a mom of three, uh, work full time um, from my home, current, well, for the last six years, um, and uh, work for an organization. It's a, it's a high tech organization and um, that has a lot of focus on giving back to the community and um, on um, being able to uh, do service service type events. So l- love the company that I work for. I'm in the HR IT space um, over there, but the hours are long. And so um, uh, I, I'm super interested in health and being healthy and making, my, making sure my family is healthy. And, and that's why I'm here with you. Amazing. So you had a little bit of head start on everyone else who worked from home during the pandemic. You had already been doing that while balancing a family at home too. Yes. Yes. It's been, uh, it's been quite some time since I have worked from home. The big difference was everybody else was at home (laughs) during the pandemic as well. Yes, that is certainly a change. Um, I think I, I would love to get into some more about how you balance all of that in a moment, but I always like to start with something that you're great at. So can you tell us one health habit or one aspect of your health that you feel really confident or proud of? So I think one thing that I've done for so many years is um, exercise. Like it's an important part of my um sense of like well-being and my sense of calming down. Um, I started exercising with my aunt with like back in eighth grade, uh, which was lots of years ago. And wow. uh, um, and we used to be like just in an, in an old like skating rink. I, I believe it was like an old step class. And, oh, and, wow. Um, yeah. And, and, and since then, it's been 
I don't think I realized how important it is until I stopped doing it for a couple of days or for a week. And my husband's like, I'm going to kick you out of the house to get yourself here, get your <laughs> because I can see from your attitude that you need, you need some exercise. Mine does the same thing. I think they're on to us. Yes. Yeah. That's so great. I think that's one thing that, that I prioritize that I, that I do pretty well. What are some of your favorite forms of exercise? Um, I enjoy, um, I think you had mentioned this as well. I enjoy like, uh, exercise that makes my heart rate go faster. I I'm not a runner. I'm not a biker, but, um, I love like hit type workouts. I sometimes love to go to like old school step classes. Um, I'm in a Peloton phase right now, so I don't have the bike, but I do all of their strength and hit like cardio workouts. That's those are, that's usually anything with weights. I love, I love strength exercises. You're like me. You're a chameleon. You like to do all, all kinds of different things. Yes. And, and you I, said, oh, go ahead. No, I think I'm interested in yoga. Um, I have a hard time settling down enough to be able to do yoga and feel like I'm getting a, a workout quote unquote with it, but um, I'm slowly learning. Do you ever do any hot yoga? I have, I used to do um, sunstone quite some time ago. Um, but it's been, I mean, I haven't gone back since the pandemic. And even before then, because I would have to leave the house and it's 20, 25 minutes away to get to the closest class, like it wasn't something I prioritized because um, to me, that was just taking away from the rest of the day to have to go someplace. I totally understand. You're, you're right. I like the heart pumping stuff too. Hot yoga was what helped me transition into liking yoga because it's actually incredibly hard. And I, I do love hot yoga. That's still my favorite. I don't think it's as restorative as like a yin yoga or a gentle flow, but at least for me, it gets me in there and, and thinking that I'm going to sweat and knowing that my heart rate's going to be up and all of that. So yeah, I, hear yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. It was just getting the time to go do that during the work week, which I never did. And then on a Saturday, I would love it, but then it felt like it was taking time away from all the Saturday activities. Absolutely. So the word that you used when you said that you like to exercise is I prioritize that. How do you particularly prioritize it? Do you do it in the morning? Do you put it in your calendar? Do you work with your husband? What helps you prioritize exercise? Um, yes, for pretty much all of it. I, I, I do the best when I do it in the morning, first thing. Um, if I try to wait until the end of the day, there's usually something that gets in the way. So then it becomes like this, this knit in my head that I have like, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. And if I don't do it by the end of the day, then I beat myself up about it. Mm. So I do, I do calendar it in before meetings start in the morning, half the time before the kids get up in the morning um, with the transition to school. It'll be interesting to go from summer to school, but we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll work that out. Um, but I've realized it works the best if I do it. Not first thing, because I, I do other things first thing, but um, in the morning before everybody wakes up. I'm with you on that one, too. Great. So you're wonderful at exercise. What do you think is your biggest struggle health-wise? The biggest struggle, and you probably know this from Revitalize and probably maybe from Color Up, is food. Like, um, is um, I am very good throughout the day at getting my veggies in, at um, like eating healthily, quote unquote. But like by the time 3 p.m. or so comes about, then I start like, um, the, the emotional eating starts for me. Like I go to the, I go to the pantry with every hard email or every hard project I'm about to start. Uh, like it's another trip to the pantry. 
Um, at night, if I stay up and we're watching TV or something, there's just, it, there's no, um, there's no, is it a filter? I don't know. There's no, there's nothing that stops me from just grabbing whatever it is, you know, to, to eat. I have to be very, very conscious about, I'm only eating three pieces of chocolate. I'm only eating, I'm only having a glass of wine. Otherwise it's like, oh, there, where did that bag of Cheetos go? <laughs> yes. So that, that, that's what I struggle with. And what do you think it is for you that leads to that? Is it just so much during the day that you're trying to do? This is a letdown or what? I, I don't, I, I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, I still need to go through that module over again, I think, in Revitalize to help me figure that out. I think some of it is just um, procrastination. Like it helps me, not it helps me. It keeps me from focusing um, mm-hmm. on the hard thing that I need to focus on. At night, I think like that food and the snacking and just being able to relax in front of a TV has always been this way of letting go and, um, you know, from from way back from college, from post-college, from, um, and it's it's getting past that, I think, for me. Yeah. So that's an interesting choice of words, letting go. I want to let go. At the end of the day, I want to just like let my brain go, unwind, yet if you did eat the bag of Cheetos or whatever it is, you know, for me, it'd be chocolate. I know you share my love of chocolate as well. If we did eat five bars of chocolate, what happens mentally? It's not really like we're letting go. We're adding more agony mentally, right? Yeah. And and that's, I think what I'm realizing through this program and over the last, um, almost like the last year is that I wake up every morning and if I have let myself go, it's a, it's a beat down in my head. Like, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you ate that. So, and then the days that I don't, I'm like, the morning is refreshing, you know, Uh let's, let's, uh, let's be down on Junie as soon as she wakes up in the morning about what she did last night, um, about, or no, about what she ate last night, because that's always the focus. Um, So, but getting there, I think is a process, you know, or it is a process for me. Like I'm, I'm still, I'm still figuring it out. Some days are great. Some days are not so great. um, And I'm trying to give myself the grace to just know that it's a, that it's not all going to be perfect as soon as I want it to be perfect. You know, I love that. I love giving (laughs) yourself grace and you know what? I'm still trying to figure it out too. My emotional eating has become so much less like from eight times a day, every single day to once in a blue moon, but I still tend that way. And I don't think the ultimate goal needs to be I'm a robot. I only treat food as fuel. I never, ever, ever emotionally eat. It's just continuing that awareness that you mentioned of, wow, I feel better when I fuel my body well. I am more likely to exercise in the morning, which then makes the whole day better. I am more positive when I wake up, all of these things. The challenge, though, is recognizing that in the moment. So when it's 8 p.m. or whatever time, it's like, okay, think about this, do something great for the Megan tomorrow or for the Junie tomorrow. It's hard in that moment, right? Yep. Yep. That's what, that's definitely what I struggle with. Yeah. Um, we'll move off of the emotional eating in just a, a 30 seconds, but have you ever considered putting like a five minute ritual as soon as you're quote done with whatever you have to do, the kids are taking care of work is taken care of maybe like five minutes of journaling, five minutes of breathing, five minutes of stretching, five minutes of going outside just to give yourself a pause there before you dive into the food or whatever else? That's what that's what I'm working on. So that's what works for me. 
when I'm thinking about it, when I say, okay, before, like, I think when we did, we had a module in, in Revitalize where we actually went through the paper or we had a sheet where we do that. So when the sheet was in front of me, it worked out really well. Um, nine o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night in front of the TV, the sheet is not usually in front of me for me to like stop. You know, it's, it works great in this space, in my, in my, in my workspace, but yes, um, I need to find a way of getting that over, shifting that over into my headspace really so that it works regardless of where I'm sitting or standing. I love that. That's such a great goal. Excellent. Okay. So you're already sharing some great uh, information, but what are a few, one or two other things that you've learned in the past year that have impacted your health the most? Um, so one is carrying my water bottle with me everywhere I go. Um, my husband jokes that I never know where my phone is, but I always know where my water bottle is. <laughs> so he's like, I need to attach your water bottle to your phone somehow. That's great. Um, and it's, it's wonderful. Like, and I, um, I was just listening to the, um, your podcast, um, earlier today on my walk earlier today. And, um, that was when I forget the, the person you were interviewing, but, um, Natalie, well, Nat- this week. Yep. yeah, it was Natalie. And she was talking about like carrying a water bottle everywhere. So that's, that's something that I've practiced in, within the last year. That's been wonderful. And it does, it makes you thirstier, which is great because I mean, we all know that most, most of us don't get enough water. So, um, that's it's right. been fantastic. Like to the point where I'm like, no, you, to my kids, like, no, you can't share my water bottle because then I won't know how much I drink. Hi, I love it. I don't do that to them. I just think it. (laughs) So um, the water bottle is one thing. And then the meal planning is um, another thing that's been very helpful. I don't do it every single week, um, but the weeks that I do do it and and, and I do it on Sunday, I usually watch one of your Instagrams or pick up an older Instagram to go find one or two things to make has been very helpful for, for the entire family. That's great. So do you prep food and or plan food for the family or just for you? Or how does that work in your household? So I plan it for the, I plan it for me, but I make enough for the family to enjoy um, or to, to partake in if they want to. I mean, the kids have to, the kids kind of have to follow whatever it is that I have. Um, and my husband can choose to eat it or he can choose to not eat it. And I mean, Honestly, like what 60, 70% of the time, because it's a weekday and he'll, he'll eat whatever's there. But I mean, some of the time he's like, I want a burger or I want pizza or I want whatever. And that's fine. Um, it's not a, it's not something that, um, I, I force on him by any means, but, um, I only force it on the kids because they can't cook their own stuff yet. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's so amazing. I, uh, anyone who sees on Instagram knows that Kevin and I, my husband and I don't always eat the same thing, but I think we can't force. It's not, uh, it's different for your kids, but for a partner, a spouse, it's not useful at all to force. Just have that stuff available and lots of times they'll enjoy it and that's great. And then no judgment otherwise. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. And how old are your kids? Um, I have a daughter who's 13, um, about to go go into eighth grade and twin boys that are 11 about to go into sixth grade. 11. Oh my goodness. Every mom in the audience is taking their hats off to you. That's a big handful, uh, but you're doing great for sure. So you've mentioned revitalize a couple times. You've been such an amazing participant, your questions, your enthusiasm, your dedication to yourself. I just admire and appreciate so much. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience in Revitalize? Yeah, um, so I was super nervous about joining Revitalize. Um, 
um, most of it is, was based on the commitment. Like I felt like, I think it was a 13, it was like a 13 week program, right? So it felt like a very long time to be committed to something. Uh, I mean, so big in my head. Yeah. Um, so we had that conversation, I think in our interview, um, mm-hmm. but I decided to join and um, it has been life-changing. I got my best friend to join with us, um, to join, to join the program with us. And it's been, I mean, we talk about it constantly about how much it's changed us, how much we're learning from it, how much we're taking in from it and all the important aspects that, um, I mean, we're just learning about our own health, you know, and that's in in our mid forties or later, she's a bit older than I am. Like it's been, it's been, uh, it's been a game changer for or a life changer for both of us. Oh, I literally have goosebumps. You can't (laughs) see on zoom, but that really makes my day. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for taking the leap of faith to join. I know all of this stuff is scary. It's not like a, you know, 30 minute commitment or something. It is a big commitment to yourself, but you and and your friend, I don't know if she wants her name to be released or not, but you've both been amazing. So I'm, I'm glad to have had both of you. All right, let's go back to all of this balance stuff, because I think so many people in the audience can relate to trying to juggle whether it is a family or and kids or social environments and a job and all the ands, right? Mm-hmm. And you do that uh, very well. I always say no person is super person. No, no one is superhuman, but my goodness, moms are as close to it as they get. So hats off to you again. Uh, why do you think it's important with all of these challenges to still prioritize yourself? So, gosh, um, I mean, one of the things that is important to me is showing the showing the kids what it is that they should be thinking of for themselves growing up. Like, um, you know, there there are so many things that you learn from your parents. Like we always refer back to like, well, this is what my dad did. This is what my mom did. I learned this from my dad. I learned this from my mom. And there's so many things that I did learn from my parents. One of the things that I um And one of the things I want to teach my kids or have them learn from me is to prioritize themselves, their, that their healthy selves um, moving forward. So that's, that's one of the key goals. Um, The other one is to be at peace with myself. Mm -hmm. So like with all the issues, not all the issues, but with the things with like um, eating, sleeping, exercising, like all of the, all of the things that revolve around your health, the, the, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this right. It's um, it's knowing that the more that I do for myself, health wise, will just will just make me happier. Will just help me be happier. Um, not necessarily live longer, but at least live better. You know, well for whatever time we have here. So that's that's the other thing that's been important to me because it's not just about like it's not just about the body. It's about how you how this makes me mentally feel. Um, um, the the taking care of myself properly. Absolutely. And kids are so intuitive. Even if we think they're missing some details or whatever, they feel your energy. If you're negative to yourself and if you're kind of in a funk all the time, they feel that. Or, But if you can be present with them and enjoying your time with them and having your own cup full as you're with them, I know they feel that. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. Um, what does balance look like with your kids? So meaning you have the Cheetos around, 
is that kind of stuff on limits, off limits? How do you deal with that stuff? So, um, and so none of this is perfection. Like some days are great. Some days are terrible. Some days are somewhere in the middle, you know, like, um, but the way that balance looks like, and it'll be much better in the school year because we'll have a routine than it is over the summer where it was kind of a free-for-all um, for the children is um, I'll usually have something healthy sitting out there for them, like the carrots, the vegetables in there. I mean, when I say vegetables, it's um, one likes carrots, one likes cucumbers, one likes celery. So oh. their, their palate is very limited when it comes to what they'll eat like as a snack. So, but, but I have that on hand for them always. And it's usually you can have your junk food, just eat this first. Like you have to have this first and then go and have whatever it is that you want. And some of the times they do, some of the times after the carrots there is a bag of Cheetos or M&Ms or whatever it is that's eaten. And some of the times they just forget about mm -hmm. that second thing. So, I mean, that's what balance looks like for us. We don't, we don't close the pantry. Like it's open to them. Um, there is yelling at times when the pantry has been open, when it's not necessarily supposed to be, or when, um, someone comes to me and I see like they they had a bag of cookies for breakfast. Like there, you know, there's, there are definitely times that are like that, but that's, that's how I try to balance the, the food stuff. And it's the same thing with our, with our meals. Um, there are pizza days, burger days, you know, pancake days that we, that we have, but um, other days it's, this is your, the, the breakfast hash that is your dinner today. And you can have your ice cream and your cookies and whatever else you want after you finish your breakfast hash. <laughs> I love that. You know, that's the way I treat myself too. And sometimes I'm like a child where in the afternoon I have my veggies that I've got to have that first, even if I just want chocolate. And then if I still want chocolate, I have that too. I think yeah. that um, is a, a great structure of balance. And you said it's not about perfection. There is no family out there that's about perfection. I think that sounds really great. I only wish that your kids all liked the same vegetable because it's kind of a pain for you to have to chop up the carrots and celery and cucumbers. Oh, I, I don't chop them. I get the baby carrots. Um, okay, I, I do get the celery, like what do they call the celery hearts? And oh, then, yeah. um, and it works out for me during the school year. So like one of my hacks is while I'm getting, while we're getting breakfast, I mean, lunch ready for the kids, like while we're putting together their lunch, I put together my veggie packs or my veggie snacks in the morning too. So a lot of times my veggies are the same, you know, like I have the celery, carrots and cucumbers as well. I just cut it up for them and cut it up for myself at the same time. And that, that helps me get through the day. Um, oh, love it. Any other hacks like that, that have helped you or your family? Um, none that I can think of offhand, like the, um, we do do the vitamins. Like there's been a lot of supplements that you or, um, my, my doctor has, has recommended. So, I will put those out in the morning for the kids so that it's in front of them and myself. Um, even if it's, I don't, I don't typically eat until lunchtime some, some of the times, but if it's in a plate in front of me, then I'll remember to eat it as opposed to remembering to take it out later. So I do the same thing for the kids. It's just sitting on the kitchen table so that by the time dinner rolls around, we're cleaning everything at night. If you haven't had it by then, then you have to have it before everything is put away. Um, and that, I mean, that in the meal planning, like those are the things that, that, that I have, that I know of to do. That's great. That's great. You just briefly mentioned in there that you often don't eat till 11 or noon. I know we've talked about that intermittent fasting several times. What benefits do you feel from intermittent fasting? Um, I've done it off and on so long that I don't know that I, I know what the benefits are. I think for me, what it is, is I know I'm an afternoon snacker. It doesn't matter if I've had a steak for breakfast or if I've had a peanut for breakfast. Like 
by three o'clock, I know I'm going to eat something like I'm going to be snacking on something. So it, if nothing else for me, it probably just helps me reduce some of the calories, you know, that, that I'm putting into my body. Um, and then, um, and I think, I, honestly, I think that's like the biggest thing for me um, is, is how it helps. It also helps to not to like get the workouts and stuff in because I won't work out like right after I eat. So if I wait until noon, then I know at least have that window between early morning and noon or 11 to, to get that workout in. That's great. It's all about being aware of what's working for you. And I, I think that's working for you. That's incredible. All right. So I hate to wrap it up because you have so much knowledge to give. If you could just offer one thing to people listening, one action step, something they could do today or this week to improve their health, what would you advise them to do? So, um, and I appreciate that you said that on one of our calls recently too. Like, what's the one thing that you could do today? Not wait until Monday, not wait until next month. Mine would be get yourself a water bottle, like get a water bottle, fill it up, carry it with you wherever you go. Um, because it'll, it's, it's amazing how quickly that becomes a habit and, um, and, and how much you walk around, like making sure that you have a water bottle with you, even, even if you don't have your phone. So that would be my one, my one easy to me, an easy action step is to, is to do that. Absolutely love it. That's got to be one of my top three action steps too. So I fully endorse that one. And Junie, thank you so much again for coming on Wellness Your Way. Your time and advice and energy is very much appreciated. Yeah, thank you. It's been a, like I said, it's been a life changer and a game changer. So I appreciate you as well. Amazing. Thank you. If you've been working on your health, but you don't yet feel the results, listen up. There is so much false information and so much negativity in the health world, but I promise you there is a better way. And I call that way the revitalize method. It's what I've put together after doing over 8,000 hours of one-to-one coaching and helping so many thousands of people change their lives on an individual basis. I can't help everyone one-to-one, but I can share the secrets with you in a brand new group program. Every single woman who has been through this revitalized program has raved about it. Women who have been struggling with their health, with their body image, and their energy levels for decades finally feel amazing. If you're looking for science-backed information presented in a usable, actionable way with all the resources, recipes, tracking sheets, handouts, strategies, and tactics you need to succeed, Revitalize is for you. You'll have accountability, support, and encouragement every step of the way. You'll have access to twice-weekly live coaching calls with me. And yes, you'll get lifetime access. This is the deal of a lifetime, and I'm making it because I want to help you truly change your life in the most positive way possible. Revitalize is the last health program you will ever need. So if you're ready to feel empowered and energized about your health, head over to www.thelionshare.org revitalize to learn more about the program. And let's chat to see if you're a match to be the next reveler. Mm-hmm. 
It's time for your call to action, and it is so hard for me to narrow it down to just one. You've just heard such incredible takeaways from these two amazing people who have gone on such powerful journeys for their own health. So Victoria reminded you to keep it simple. In her example, that is roasting vegetables at the beginning of the week to make sure she has them ready. And Junie reminded you to get a water bottle. If it's not there accessible to you, it's hard to drink. So get that water bottle. Keep it by you at all times. If you want to choose one of those two, if you want to choose another tip that you heard from them, incredible. And just one more reminder, all the information you'll need about Revitalize is available to you at www.thelionsshare.org revitalize. I would so love to chat with you one-to-one, see if you're a great fit for the program, and let's get you feeling your best as soon as possible. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wellness Your Way, my friends. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wellness Your Way with Megan Lyons. I always love connecting with listeners, so be sure to follow me on social media. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss brand new episodes each week. If you love Wellness Your Way, please leave us a rating and review. I appreciate it so much. Stay well, and I'll be back next week. The Wellness Your Way podcast is provided for information only and should not be misconstrued as medical advice. Please consult with your physician or otherwise qualified practitioner on any matters regarding your health and well-being or on any opinions expressed within this podcast or the LionShare website.